that American football show powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is one of the top suppliers in the UK for all of your NFL or equipment needs. Check them out today at epsports.co.uk. Uh, don't forget to give us a like, a comment and subscribe. We're sorry for asking all the time, but it really does help us out. Uh, but week four is finito. The Jets are no longer winless uh, and balance is returning to the league. Uh, all of that and more, but first, some news. Um, actually, in the past like 24 hours, there has been a, a decent amount of news for the week. Uh, biggest one probably, which only just happened, Stefan Gilmore traded to the Panthers away from the Patriots. Originally, he was just cut. Uh, that was the news. It was released. But then, what, like two hours, hour later, it's been said the Panthers actually pick him up for a sixth rounder. Um I mean, speaking of Joe about it, he was he thought it was too cheap. Like he was obviously he's what four-time all pro, like led the the latter years of that Patriots Super Bowl winning defense. And he's in essence gone for peanuts due to mainly contract disagreements coming off injury. I was convinced he was heading to the Tampa Bay home for retired Patriots players myself, but uh, it was a bit of an odd one because, like you said. They said they were that he was going to be released, and then I think it was a case of the Panthers obviously phoned them or got in touch with them and said, "Well, hang on a minute, we'll give you a sixth for him." And they went, "Yeah, fine." Because that Panthers D is legit already, despite what happened last week. They're a pretty good defense, so it's only going to get better. Yeah, I was reading a lot of the the news around it, specifically about how the Panthers have they've signed what two two cornerbacks within a week. He's a, I know it's a first round general manager and I think he's made like six trades already, which is really fun to watch. But Henderson, who they picked up off the Jags, he's very much a developmental project and he gets to sit behind Stefan Gilmore and uh, JC Horn, a very talented rookie. So it's an ideal place to grow. It's a good um, team at the moment. They're really, <laughs> um, I think they've really came out the blocks quickly and they've sort of surprised everyone. Issue is he is going to want a lot of money, so I think they're paying him this contract year, and he's going to he's going to want to make bank. He's what thirty two, I think. Final years really to make that big contract. Um, other release news: Jalen Smith, uh, the linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys, basically third, fourth at this point. Um, he's he was his cap hit, cap hit was about seven million odd, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a surprise for a, a player who got recently extended. I think it is and it isn't because I don't really know much about the Cowboys. And I just remember Jalen Smith being, he was like a first pick of the second round because he was supposed to be this brilliant linebacker in college. But then he had a completely, I think it was his ankle and he couldn't feel his foot, so a really bad injury. And then his rookie season and I think his second year as well, he was really good. So they obviously extended him. and then. Apparently, as you said, Adam, that he's now third string because obviously you've got Mick Parsons and a lot of the linebackers there, so he's surplus to requirements. They apparently tried to trade him, a bit like Stephen Gilmore, couldn't get any takers, and now obviously they've released him. So he'll find a home somewhere. I wouldn't feel too sorry for him. I know our friend Kelsey's a Cowboys fan. He had sold, sent us a couple of videos here. Like, you're just wondering what the hell he was doing. It doesn't look like he's had a great 2021 season, like, yeah, he's, shout out to Kelsey for calling Jalen Smith getting cut, to be fair. Yeah. Like, we need to cut this bum. <laughs> um, other news, the, the Urban Mayor roller coaster continues for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he has now been caught 
in a essentially just like a college bar getting getting freaky with a with a, a I think a quite a young college student and obviously the video got circulated very quickly and it's totally escalated to where the owners had to have a sit down conversation with him and he put out a statement and it was like he'll have to earn his respect back and man that is the Jags is a fun team to watch <laughs> I think that's like the normal job equivalent of a written warning isn't it? it's like right you do this one more time and it was the fact that for some reason, and this is one of the stories that's crossed over into from the sports media into the mainstream media. I actually read this on the Daily Mail. I was doing a bit of research to find out the facts of it. So he didn't travel back from Cincinnati on Thursday night with a team. Instead, he went out to a bar with someone that wasn't his wife in this bar. I wasn't there. Don't know exactly happened, but we've all seen the pictures. And obviously, I just wish I'd put money. What was it three weeks ago when I said Urban Meyer will not? remain the head coach of the Jaguars this season he'll be gone we should put money then but I definitely think I'm going to be right yeah it's uh, the Jags just can't seem to get right right now and um, the Bears so Matt Nagy's obviously been vocal about how Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback for this team and there's suddenly been a very quick U-turn as Justin Fields has now been announced to be the starting quarterback moving forward for the, the future. Uh, very much feels like a bit of a naggy put Justin Fields in or Bacunia because he's yeah. clearly on the hot seat. And the, I think this is a, a an ownership or front office move. They're like, you better start just start him now. Uh, but hey, Justin Fields, he'll about to get battered behind the offensive line. You'd hope that he's at least got the legs to escape some of it, whereas Andy Dalton doesn't. So behind that offensive line, he doesn't quite have the mobility and he's just going to take hits more than than Fields would. But it's literally exactly the minute the Bears drafted Justin Fields, everyone said, do not start this quarterback. You need to sit him for maybe a year, maybe longer, because one, your offensive line sucks. Two, you've just signed Andy Dalton as that veteran like almost Fitzpatrick starting tandem when I figure where he goes to a team and he's intended to be the, that elder quarterback and lead a rookie into playing in the NFL yeah. and literally by week four they're saying no better start him when literally yeah. previous game he got 68 yards of sacks against him and 69 yards of passing that's why I mean like you said if it's the front office who are making them decisions I guess he doesn't really have a choice that in my opinion would be the smart thing to do and if it means that you're going to have a rough season this season then you're thinking ahead for the next couple whereas they obviously want results right now yeah can you imagine that front office because they've obviously they've lost David Montgomery as well for a couple of weeks yeah so coming into the game, next game it's like it's alright boys we lost David Montgomery but we're putting Andy Dalton in get excited about that there's fans so yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, but hopefully Justin Fields doesn't get ruined. Anyway, uh, that's all the news we've got. Um, we've got some injuries as well. We just mentioned David Montgomery's out for a couple of weeks there. Uh, DJ Chark, wide receiver for the Jags, who's had, he's had some pretty nice t- uh, touchdowns this season. Uh, he is out for the rest of the season with an ankle sprain and ankle fracture. Uh, Will Fuller for the Dolphins, uh, he wide receiver, he's fractured some fingers in his hand. They're not too sure how many yet. Uh, so that's going to be minimum kind of two weeks, maybe longer. 
Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has got a right calf contusion and he said he's probably going to be a couple weeks. Uh, so Trey Lance ride is officially starting, which is exciting. Um, was there any other injuries around the league, boys, that you remember? Not off the top of my head. Nothing serious, I don't think. Yeah, how do we think about Trey Lance? Uh, the 49 is playing this week. Should be, should be interesting. It's going to be a tough game to yeah. pass against the undefeated Cardinals. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, Thursday night football, we've got Rams at Seahawks. Craig, oh, actually, no, we do the scoreboards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do we have to? (laughs) So, last week, let's have a look what happened. Uh, So, leading was Adam, who had 11 points. He got the Browns-Vikings exactly right. Browns by seven. A stressful game because both teams are so so nearly getting touchdowns and then just getting so shit. Um, Joe then was on 10. He got the Chiefs-Eagles game right, Chiefs by 12. I also got 10. I didn't get any exact scores, but I got quite a few uh, right results. And then, Craig, you and that one behind me, you got eight, so you didn't get any exact. So what does that mean for the scoreboard? Uh, So Adam, you're on 41. Craig and Joe both are on 42. I've got a slight cushion now. I'm on 47. Well, at least I'm nearing to the middle of the pack. My, um, I was, I, I was starting to sort of get club, you know, pull up a bit of space on Tim, but I think all my, my lone wolf picks last week, a lot of them came back to bite me. You just, you I think like one week where you get your bold prediction and a couple of scores and you just fly up there. Yeah, but bold predictions, they've just, no one's got anywhere near any of them, okay. I don't think. A little 5%. Odds you're putting on, why not? I guess that's the point of them, though. Like, they're supposed yeah. to be bold. You know what I, mean? I think that's it. I think because last year, some of our bold predictions weren't exactly bold, and that's why we started to get a lot of them. So, I think this year, being a bit more stricter on the bold predictions, yeah, means that if you get them, you deserve the points. And speaking of that, as we said, Thursday night football, you have a big matchup with the Rams and Seahawks. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, so the Rams lost the battle of the undefeated teams. Um, to the division rival Arizona Cardinals, thirty-seven to twenty, the losses deflated their momentum, I guess, of the Rams, uh, who a week earlier defeated the reigning Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Bucks, at home. The Seahawks are no pushovers, but so far Los Angeles does appear, I would say, to have the more balanced team out of the two. Matt Stafford went twenty-six for forty-one completions, passed for two hundred and eighty yards, and two touchdowns with an interception against the Cards. This week, uh, you'll have Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods all putting pressure on that Seattle struggling pass defense. And uh, he's got Derek, uh, Daryl Henderson Jr., sorry, who can look forward to punching in that Seattle's run defense that saw previous running backs have a decent amount of success against them this season. Seattle, on the other hand, they've snapped their losing streak now with a 28 to 21 win against the, the San Francisco 49ers, another division rival. Prior to that, the Seahawks had lost against the Titans in weeks two and the Vikings in week three. The the win over the 49ers is just more proof, I guess, that so long as you have Russell Wilson in the game that you're, you're never out of it. You can win any game. Wilson passed for 149 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and he went 16 for 23 completions as well as a rushing score. Seahawks, are, they're going to need to just let Russ cook, I think, if they're going to beat the Rams. Um, he's the best guy. He's the, the guy who's going to make it happen. Given how Kyler Murray has a similar style to Wilson, 
and he dominated the Rams' defense. I think again, that's also a big positive for him if they let him do his thing. Um, the runner back Alex Collins, he's also emerging to be a player to watch out for at the moment. He led the team with 44 rushing yards and a touchdown, and getting two targets in the San Francisco game. Um, it should be a tough divisional matchup. I think it will be quite close. I've got Rams just taking this by three. Yeah, I think the, the the Rams got a bit. They got they got beat, frankly. But I think they'll want to show that they're they're not the one of the weaker ones in the division. I think they are going to have a bit of a stronger game. I'll take them by seven. Uh, Joe's got the Rams by four, and I've also got the Rams by four. Okay, Seahawks are now going to win, aren't they? <laughs> okay, moving into the Sunday platter of games. I've got the next one, and I honestly picked this game quite high because I thought it'd be a really fun one. I've got the Jets at the Falcons. So, uh, Falcons have now handed three of the NFC East teams a victory. Uh, Matt Ryan becomes the only man to throw for four touchdowns and zero interceptions to lose it four times doing that. He's now beaten Andrew Luck. Uh, offensively, they still have weapons with Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and Cordell Patterson uh, is getting a bit of a resurgence, uh, a bit of like an offensive chess piece. You see him returning punts and kicks and um, wide receiver running back. Um, and the defence as well got, only got one sack, uh, and they allowed Heineke to throw for three touchdowns, 219-0 interceptions. So, granted, Heineke is he's okay, um, but that's a good stat line for him. Um, so the Jets come into uh, their glorious one-win uh, streak uh, against the Titans, which was a very surprising team for them to, to beat. No one really saw that one coming. Uh, Zach Wilson uh, only threw for one int uh, and got two touchdowns and 297 yards, so that was good. Um, Corey Davis, their wide receiver, one who they uh, picked up from the Titans, he looked really good, had him on my bench in fantasy and regretted that. Um, but yeah, he's a revenge game. He went 111 yards uh, off four catches. So big, long, um, 17 yard average or something and a touchdown. Um, defensively, uh, they they try to stop the, the king, Derek Henry. Uh, he still ran for 157 yards. Um, so, I mean, you can't really stop him a lot of the time. Uh, but they didn't have Julio and they didn't have AJ. So that really, Tannehill struggled. And so the Titans just couldn't put together and they beat them in overtime. Uh, so if the Falcons can win a game right now, it is against the Jets. Uh, that being said, the Jets just they just can't they, they can't stop a decent offense. And the Falcons, I still think they do have a decent offense because they have put it up on Washington and the Giants uh, despite losing. Um, have a yeah, the Falcons have a good one. Jets, on the other hand, they can hopefully ride the sheer momentum of this victory and the hype behind it. Uh, and if Zach Wilson can put up a good attack with his offense, which I believe he can, uh, Michael Carr on the ground and CJ, uh, like, like I said, Corey Davis, sorry, looks good. It's a tough one. I, I think I want to change my answer, but I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to take the Jets by two. Uh, I'm going Falcons by three. Um, yeah, the Jets won and they did look good, but like you said, the Titans were missing two of the main guys and the big guys to be missing. Um, so I've got a little bit more faith in the Falcons. I wouldn't say faith, but um, yeah, I'm leaning more towards the Falcons on this one. 
Joe has got the Falcons by two. Um, I like what I saw from Zach Wilson last week. I've got the Jets by three. Split team. Let's go. Okay, Tim, your next game is all the way down there. You've got Bears at Raiders. I have. Uh, last week, the Bears beat the Lions 24-14. It was a victory the Bears needed. More importantly, it was a performance that Justin Fields needed. We obviously spoke just then about him starting. Uh, after being held to 47 yards against the Browns, the Bears had 373 yards offense. Fields looked comfortable, going 11 for 17, 209 yards, and was only sacked once, which for that offensive line was pretty important. Uh, the game came at a cost, though, with Dave Montgomery, as I said, sprained his knee. He's out for four to five weeks. Uh, if you're a fantasy player, look out for former Chiefs running back Damian Williams. Uh, he'll fill in the gap left by Montgomery. The Raiders' unbeaten record came crashing down with a 28-14 loss to the Chargers. Um, the Raiders actually, which they have done on a few games this season, looked out of it. Halftime, they were down 21-0. Uh, Derek Carr brought the game back to within one score in the third quarter. The play of the game for me was, if you haven't seen it, Hunter Renfrew recognised a fake punt, and he was back as the receiver, came all the way up to the line and hit the gunner as the pass came to him. So uh, great play from Hunter Renfrew. But I am going to put my foot through the telly on Sunday if Gooden goes two run, one pass, for three consecutive series at the start of the game. It's just killing me. Just let Carr throw the ball. Um, statistically, the Raiders have the edge on this one. The Raiders average 430 yards per game to 275 yards per game. But the Raiders are allowing 375 yards per game to the Bears, 380. Both teams have got terrible offensive lines. Raiders have issues with injuries at cornerback. Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Mullen are both questionable. First-round bust Damien Arnett is also considered doubtful, which will be fantastic if he doesn't play because he's shit. Um, at running back, Peyton Barber is actually questionable and Josh Jacobs still doesn't look 100%. But given all that, I've got the Raiders by five. Yeah, it's, when you speak out loud, it feels closer, but the Raiders were undefeated before playing the Chargers, who are a good team right now. So whilst I do think you have the advantage, I have got it as a narrow win. So I've got the Raiders by three. I'm also going Raiders by five. I think that Raiders pass rush, which has looked very good this year, going up against that O-line, which is pretty hot trash. Um, yeah, I think it could be in for a rough night. I think Max Crosby and Cole could um, definitely rack up some sack numbers. And Joe's got the Raiders by six. So that's a clean sweep for the Raiders, which means they'll lose then. <laughs> right, so Craig, your next game, you've got the NFC North matchup, Lions and Vikings. Yeah, so the Lions are bad, but they're not as awful as what the record suggests. Um, I would say from what I've seen, the, the Ravens needed to pull off something that had never been done before in the NFL to beat Detroit in week three, which is fair to say. And the Ravens, even though they are injured, are no pushovers at the moment. Um, in week four, they lost to the Bears on the road 24-14, to 14, though the Lions managed to get to the red zone five times. Um, unfortunately for Detroit, they were only able to score just once out of those five opportunities. So the opportunities were there to take the game. They just couldn't pull the trigger. Um, Jared Goff and the offense are definitely going to need to, to work on some of the red zone packages and, and to iron that out. Detroit, they'll, they'll try again against Minnesota in Minnesota um, going into week um, we're going into week five or just 22nd in the NFL with their opponent's red zone touchdown percentage. 
um, of 70. So Goff had 299 passing yards and two touchdowns with zero interceptions. He was 24 of 38 completions against the Bears, who's got a pretty hardy defense, um, showing that he's got the arm to sort of march the offense down the field when you need to. It's just a matter of converting now when he gets to the red zone and making sure that it actually translates into points and being on the same page with his receivers when he's in that prime scoring range. Um, Minnesota, they failed to, to snatch a win um, in week four as they lost to the Browns at home, 14-7. to seven. Uh, As the score suggests, the Vikings had a pretty hard time on offense, which was surprising because they, they had a good start to the season on offense. Kirk Cousins, he went 20 for 38, 203 yards and a touchdown with a rare interception, which you don't really see from Kirk Cousins, while getting sacked twice for a loss of 13 yards. Vikings offense, whoever was limited in that game because they didn't have Dalvin Cook and he wasn't exactly 100% healthy. If Cook is fully okay for week five, then it should be bad news for Detroit, I think, which um, has just been terrorised on the ground by Bears running back David Montgomery, who rushed for 106 yards and two touchdowns and 23 carries. Cousins, despite getting tripped up by Cleveland, um, I don't know if you saw that play, what you thought of either. I thought it definitely looked like a trip. Um, remains to be... Uh, Remains a dependable asset for Minnesota with Justin Jefferson out and feeling and KJ Osborne downfield. Cousins and the Vikings offense will definitely be a threat for this Lions defense. I've got the Vikings taking this one by eight. Yeah, Vikings are a good, like their team looks good right now. And they've lost three games. I mean, the Browns game was a bit of a weird one, but they lost two games by like skin of their teeth. And I, I say that as I think I've predicted only four wins. So I don't know. Uh, but they do look good. The Lions are going to play, but they're not good enough yet. Vikings by nine. Joe's got the Vikings by 10, and I've also got the Vikings by eight. So another clean sweep there. Okay. On to my next one. I've got Joe's Patriots heading over to the Texans. So uh, Patriots come off a close game. Uh, and what better for Bill to try and foil Tom with like classic New England, just heavy rain. Um, but in a game where Mac led the Patriots to the lead twice against a pretty damn good defense uh, without their tackle, Trent Brown, um, Vita Vea and co kept the Patriots to minus one rushing yards. Uh, but Mac did complete 31 passes for 275 yards, two, two touchdowns and one interception, which is a good stat line for a rookie against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the rain, uh, especially when they've got those receivers, which they're well, great. Uh, and the defense also got four sacks against the Bucs. Uh, but the risky kick decision in the 45 seconds to go, it didn't pay off, so Patriots lost. Uh, Texans also played a game. Uh, they were blown out by Josh Allen's Bills 40-0. A couple of notes, they managed eight yards of offense in the first half. Uh, the defense did keep them to 19 points until the, the fourth quarter, and then they just the floodgates just opened. Uh, but unless the Texans' offense takes a leap forward, which I don't see him doing with Mills, uh, and the Patriots' defense is just going to have a great time because uh, they they pick on weak, inexperienced quarterbacks very easily, especially builders. Um, that being said, I can see the offense having a couple of struggles against the Texans' defense, which has proved to be capable at points. Um, I just think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to give it to Coach Bill, though. Uh, Pats by nine. I'm a bit more sure than you. I've gone Patriots by 14. Joe is probably the least confident of us all, actually. Joe's got the Patriots by six. I've got the Patriots by 10. Belichick has 
trying to find it there, but I couldn't find it. He's got a ridiculous record against rookie quarterbacks. Uh, so when your rookie quarterback's David Mills as well, no chance. Yeah, on the Texans. <laughs> Isn't Cunningham out for them as well? He's also one of the, it's like one of the real anchors on their D-line. Um, yeah, might be like one. Yeah, it's not looking great for the Texans at the moment. I think they started to look feisty at the beginning of the season, but I think injuries are snuffed yeah, out. Really they're not a real team. Uh, Tim, your next game is... Ooh, NFC East. Giants at Cowboys. Yep. Cowboys continued their win streak, beating Carolina, which was Carolina's first loss, 36-28. Ezekiel Elliott was finding this form. Uh, he ran for 143 yards. Dak Prescott, he threw four touchdowns against the number one, or was the number one ranked defense in the NFC. Uh, Cowboys defense has much improved this season. Uh, Trayvon Diggs had two interceptions and Darnold was sacked five times. Cowboys feeling comfortable enough for the D. We've already discussed this. They cut Jalen Smith this week. Uh, Giants won a thriller in overtime last week at the New Orleans Saints, 27-21. Saquon Barkley ran a touchdown to win it. Daniel Jones threw for 402 yards and two touchdowns, and Barkley ran for 52 yards. Um, statistically, it's closer than you would imagine. New York's offense averages 397.5 yards per game, Dallas 432.3. Uh, New York's defense gives up 392 yards, Dallas 417. So it could be a high-scoring game, this one, but I think Dallas actually, hey, I hate to admit this, but they look like a good team. So I've got Dallas by seven. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I'm really annoyed. Trayvon Diggs is turning out to be good. Like, I, oh, I'm the only reason it's good is that Washington won't win, which means the streak continues. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm much more confident than you that the, the Cowboys offense is the real deal. I've got them winning by 21. Um, I've gone a lot more conservative than you guys looking at the spreadsheet. I've gone Cowboys by four. Um, I'm just thinking because it's a divisional game and it's division rivals and everything, I think the Giants are sort of going to be quite familiar with the Cowboys and you tend, I don't know, I would argue that most division games tend to be quite close, especially in the NFC East. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be a bit more of a dogfight. by 21. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be a bit more of a dogfight. Uh, Joe's with Adam on this one. He's got the Cowboys by 17. Yeah, man. Uh, Craig, your next game is the Titans at the Jaguars. Yeah, so the Titans got embarrassed last week in a 27-24 loss to the New York Jets. Um, however, Tennessee were playing with a handicap, as we spoke a little bit about earlier. Both of their top two receivers are on the sidelines. Julio Jones and AJ Brown were both unavailable. Um, against the Jets because they've both got hamstring injuries. It's possible that both of them will be back for this game, or if not, at least one of them will be back for this game. Um, and even just having one of them, that's a nightmare scenario for this Jags defence, I think. Um, the Jags are third worst in the NFL with 312.2 passing yards allowed per game. They're also allowing opponents to complete 75.19% of their passes, the worst mark in the NFL, so they're very, very bad in the passing game. Um so, uh, with Derek Henry as well in the backfield, the Titans, the, you could expect them to just hammer Jacksonville on the ground. And as, as the Jags are 26th in the league with 1.5 rushing touchdowns allowed per game. So either way, it doesn't really look good for the Jets, really, does it? Um, although, uh, the Jags, sorry, although they are winless after four weeks, the Jags, they seem to be getting better in the last game. The Jags took a 14-0 lead into the half going against the Bengals, but they just couldn't keep that momentum going in the final two periods, resulting in a 24-21 to road loss. 
James Robertson played well in that loss, finally breaking out um, so far this year. Um, 78 rushing yards and two touchdowns and 18 carries, so congratulations to him. Uh, you might see an increased workload now with Jags putting uh, with with Shark being out, as Adam mentioned earlier on the news, and he's on injured reserve. Nevertheless, Trevor Lawrence seems to be getting more and more comfortable, I think. He's not going to be able to to score a pass and touchdown against the Bengals, but he managed to, to rush for a score on eight carries. Also look for the Jags defence to try and turn some heads this week against a, a weak offensive line of Tennessee that allowed seven sacks to the Jets last week. Um, Titans by 10. I'm, I'm banking on one of them receivers being back. Just to shout out as well, that Jags-Bengals game was one of the best of the week. Like, yeah, it was a good it game. Was really, really good game between Burrow and Lawrence. Um, yeah, that being said, Titans are going to want to slap them around a bit and get feel a bit better about themselves. Titans by 10. Uh, Joe's very similar. Joe's got Titans by 12. I've got Titans by 14. I think, as we've already said, Myers lost the locker room already. So. Yeah. Well, and the Titans are a good team. I uh, forgot we forgot to mention when we were talking about the Jets Falcons game. That's actually at Tottenham, so that's a London game. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We, me and Adam will be there. So if you're down at that game and you're watching, you see us come come say hello, give us a high five, fist bump, whatever, all that good stuff. Yeah, man, it's gonna be awesome. Um, okay, next game we have got Maya. Oh god, yeah, Eagles at Panthers. There we go. <laughs> Right, so right, I'm going to bring the positives out. So Eagles did lose to the Chiefs, 42-30. Um, most, I think most Eagles fans went into this thinking we're going to lose, so it actually wasn't a bad loss. Um, some of the positives I've got, Hurts had his best stat line so far, uh, 48 attempts, 32 completions, 387 yards, two touchdowns, two, of, two more called back, uh, and no interceptions. Devontae Smith posted his first 100-yard game with 122 yards off seven catches. Um, but, yeah, some big negatives. Our defence does not look good. Um, Clive Edwards-Hilaire went for 102 yards on, a, on 14 carries. And Tyreek Hill, who always kills us, uh, 186 yards off 11 catches. Uh, Sirianni decided to run the ball slightly more, but I think it was 11 rushes without Jalen Hurts um, only. Uh, Panthers, on the other hand, they come off a loss to the Cowboys, as uh, Tim was saying. Uh, this was a bit less close than it seemed. The final score line made it seem like it was really close, but the Cowboys kind of beat most of the game. Um, Donald did become the leading rushing touchdown leader in the NFL with five rushing touchdowns on the season, which is nuts. Uh, he got two in this game. Um, he was picked off twice by a rising star Trayvon Diggs, as Tim said. Uh, but losing by eight points to the Cowboys without Christine McCaffrey is good. Like, it still shows that the Panthers are up there with the good teams. Um, the defense just couldn't hold up their high standard set this season so far. There's no sacks on, on the, the game, which you, you really need. Uh, the game looks to be in favor of the Panthers. Uh, there's a top tier defense that Hurts hasn't necessarily played against yet. Um, so if he, can, if he can play well against them, it's, it's going to be still good signs for us. Uh, but our row line's already going through its yearly crush where we were down to one starting O-lineman last, last game. Uh, so Hertz is going to need to be good here. Uh, the Panthers have a really good wide receiver now with DJ Moore. I think everyone thought Robbie Anderson was going to be the guy, but DJ Moore has been outstanding in their games. Um, so the Eagles defence are really going to have their hands full, especially if McCaffrey's playing, which we suck against agile running backs. 
Um, and so Donald's going to look to con- uh, continue his season of redemption against our, our weak defence. Uh, if the line can they can hold Donald up, I think he's going to do well. But they did let up sight five sacks to the Cowboys, who are down a lot of rushes. And we have got a damn good D-line if we have one thing on our team. Uh, but God damn it, Derek Barnett, you are getting cut if you stop getting penalties. Uh, he's so annoying. He had like two, two penalties a game where he just kicked, oh, completely ruins the drive. Uh, that being said, I ain't betting against the Eagles. I'll take the Eagles by one. Yeah, I'm sorry, Adam. I'm going Panthers for this one. Panthers by four. Goes with you, Adam. He's gone Eagles by three. Uh, despite the loss, I still think the Panthers are actually a good team. I've got Panthers by four. Yeah, they are a good team. I like, I like the Panthers. Okay, Tim, your next game is the 49ers at the undefeated Cardinals. Yep, the last undefeated team. Uh, Cardinals beat the Rams 37-20 last week. Uh, Kyler Murray, he threw for 268 yards, two touchdowns. Chase Edmonds, he ran for 120 yards, but James Conner scored two short touchdowns runs. That's really frustrating if, like me, you have Edmonds on your fantasy team. Come on, NFL head coach, help us out. If you've got a running back, let him run him in. Don't give it to someone else. So anyway, uh, Murray and Kingsbury, uh, answering the people that said that they were both overrated after last season. I think it's clear now Kyler Murray was more injured in the second half season than they were letting out, and he's just playing at an MVP level. Uh, the Niners lost 28-21 to the Seahawks, taking the record to 2-2. Two and two. Jimmy Garoppolo was injured early in the game. He threw a touchdown pass, but was replaced by rookie Trey Lance. Uh, Lance connected on a 76-yard touchdown to Debo Samuel, but after that, they only crossed midfield once more. Um, 49ers also didn't have a kicker. Robbie Gould injured in warm-up, so the punter was kicking most of the game, so uh, that wasn't great. According to the 49ers website, just check, Jimmy G could start against the Cardinals. Trent Williams also left the game late Sunday, but he should start as well, so that's good news for the 49ers. But even without injuries... Um, which for the 49ers is becoming a trend. They're one of those teams each year that lose a lot of players, so they need to do something about that. Cardinals will still be too strong. I've got the Cardinals by eight. Yeah, Kittle doesn't look like he's 100% either, and he's someone they really need to rely on. Uh, Yeah, Cardinals, they just look good. Uh, I'll take the Cardinals. Yeah, it's going to be a close one. I'll take the Cardinals by seven. Sorry, I apologise, didn't realise I was muted. I'm muted because I was having me drink because you don't want to listen to that. Um, I've got Cardinals by 10. Uh, Joe's also got Cardinals by 8. Okay, it's going to be a good game, though. Craig, your next game is the Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, skip one, didn't I? I'm sorry about that. You're also muted. I've just done it again. Um, No, it's okay. I can always go back to that one. Um, so Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they recorded their third win in a row, defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, 27-17. to Rodgers completed 20 of 36 passes for 248 yards and a couple of touchdowns without any ins this week. Good job. Um, Rodgers cut through, he, he just cut through the Pittsburgh defence, repeatedly targeting his veteran wide receiver, Randall Cobb. I was waiting for this to happen. Finally came out in this game. He led the team with 69 receiving yards and two touchdowns on five receptions. The, the Bengals might have a false sense um, that their pass defence is more solid than it is. 
after beating Jacksonville. Uh, if that is the case, the secondary could be in for a surprise because there is definitely a, a canyon of difference between in the capabilities of Green Bay passing offense against the Jags offense. The Bengals also, they, they allowed the Jags running back James Robinson to score two touchdowns and rush for 78 yards on 18 carries. Um, so just imagine what Aaron Jones can do in, in that defense that, that is already going to be spread pretty thin because it's trying to struggle and run around and cover Cobb and Devontae Adams downfield. The Bengals, um, well, are they the most surprising three and one team this season? I, I think so. Um, Cincinnati, they, they began with a home win over the Vikings and then lost to the Bears on the road um, before going 2 and 0 against the Steelers and the Jags. The, the Bengals, 24-21 um, win over Jacksonville can be easily sort of downplayed because of the quality of their opponent, I guess. But it should also not be forgotten that Cincinnati did come back from a 14-0 um, deficit uh, at the half. But all went 25-32, 348 passing yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions uh, against the Jags, despite missing a key weapon in T. Higgs due to a shoulder injury. However, Higgins is uh, does have a good chance of retaining this week. Um uh, as well, you know, I think pinning them up with Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase on the field has definitely got some options there. Sorry, I lost where I was on my notes. Uh, but I could get going against um, a Green Bay defence that is dealing with some injuries at the moment and is not as strong as it could be, including the key linebackers, Adarius Smith, who is a big part in that defence, uh, who's on injured reserve. Um, all that being said, I've got Packers taking this one by seven. Yeah, I, I really like the Bengals. They're a fun team to watch. But then there's the teams they've played. And then there's Aaron Rodgers' offence. I just don't see him being able to stop it much. Um, Burrow's going to do well against them as well as he, he can do. But I don't think it's stopping Aaron Rodgers' 14 points to the Packers. Joe's got the Packers by seven. And I've got the Packers by six. Okay. Not as confident as me. Right, so my next game, I've got the uh, New Orleans Saints going to Washington. So I liked the way you said that, that New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans. As if you're from New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, so the Saints suffer an overtime loss to the Giants, 27-21. Uh, a lot of errors for the Saints here. Um, they let John Ross fumble into the end zone and then recover it with like zero competition like he just kind of jogged over and grabbed the ball uh it was an interception that Jamise threw that was called back and then the very next play he threw an interception and missed kicks in the early uh, early half uh that being said Taysom Hill looked good uh, as the kind of change of pace quarterback he had two rushing touchdowns and one of them was unbelievable uh, if you didn't watch it I recommend you watch the highlights it was like a mini beast mode kind of run uh, on the bright side, Kamara looked good with 120 yards off a lot, 26 carries. Uh, Marcus Callaway, uh, with the absence of Michael Thomas, he looked good as a kind of up-and-coming wide receiver for them. Uh, Washington, as stated before, come off a close victory to the Falcons in the dying minutes. Uh, Heineke looked really good, throwing for 290 yards and three touchdowns. Scary Terry went off for 123 yards, uh, six catches and two touchdowns. Uh, both the running backs, J.D. McKissick and Gibson, looked really good, very complimentary. J.D. McKissick's really good in the past game. Uh, the defence is struggling, though. Everyone thought they were going to have one of the best defences, and the secondary has not held up their part of the deal. They're getting abused over the secondary. Uh, the defensive line just can't do anything to stop it. Uh, Saints are playing on the odd week, though, so according to suspicion, they win this game. 
so look for them to come out hot and ready. Uh, Washington are going to need to hope they can get to Jamis. Um, but I think that the Saints O-line has looked really good. And they're sixth in the league right now with only seven six, uh, sacks allowed. Um, and so they can kind of pick, pick on that secondary with the, the good wide receivers they've got. And um, obviously Kamara, who's arguably the best scat back in the league right now. Um, Washington's offense uh, does have a fair chance to play back as well. Um, there's some, there are some studs on that defense, uh, on the Saints defense, that will make life hard for them. Uh, behind the key, he was an inexperienced quarterback. Um, I could see Washington pulling out a win if they if the defense plays things right. But like I said, it's the odd week. I'll take the Saints by six. I did pick Washington to begin with, but then I remembered that it's the Saints' turn to win this week because they have that one-on-one off thing. So I've gone Saints by three, just taking this one. Joe has got the Saints by six, and I've also got the Saints by six. Are you sure you don't want to change the Saints by six, Craig? That would be every single one of us having the Saints by six. Um, no, I'm going to keep the Saints <laughs> by three. I'm just going to, I mean, that could really come back and bite me, that couldn't it? Um, no, I'm going to, to be honest, I was more tempted to switch back to Washington. Um, I don't know. I just, when we have so many picks where we're all in sync, it annoys me because I think it's just, it makes us look really biased because um, <laughs> I know some of these games could be quite close and I get annoyed. Um, but no, I'm going to stick to my guns this week. I'm falling behind too much in points. I'm going to go Saints by three. Yeah, it's just some weeks that the games are less competitive than others. Yeah. Um, speaking of a competitive game, Tim, you've got an absolute cracker here. I have indeed. Bills at Chiefs. So this is the late game Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, it's a repeat of the last year's AFC Championship. And the way things are looking at the moment, I think it's going to be a preview of this year's AFC Championship game. So as we've already said, Bills destroyed the Texans 40-0. to zero. Uh, It wasn't just the offence, though. The defence forced five turnovers and sacked David Mills three times. Josh Allen threw for 248 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, this is the sort of mismatch that the draft and free agency is supposed to prevent. Um, it's hard to tell how good the Bills actually are when they're playing in such terrible crap like the Texans, to be honest. Chiefs beat the Eagles 42-30 to go 2-2. Two two. Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Andy Reid became the first coach in NFL history to win 100 games with two different teams. And he did it against his former team. So Chiefs defense still looks vulnerable, though. They gave up 461 yards and 30 first downs. Um, for me, it's a really hard one to call. On the one hand, the Chiefs are at home and I've got the offense. And on the other hand, the Bills have got the offense and the Chiefs defense is bad. But I just, I'm just going to go with a home field advantage. I've got the Chiefs by three. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Adam. Okay. I've also gone Chiefs by three. Now, I don't actually think the Chiefs are going to win this game for any other reason other than the fact that they're playing at home and Arrowhead's a very tough place, especially when it's full of fans, to win. But their defence is so bad, like so bad at the moment. Um, And that Bills offence is so good at scoring points that I just, I don't know. If you take Tyreek Hill out the game, he's got no one but Kelsey at the moment. And the, there's no running game. Their offensive line is not good in the running game. The defense can't stop not, and it's just like a sieve. Like it's going to be so tough to the Chiefs. But I think it's such a difficult place to play. I think the Chiefs just just take it. I'm on the flip side. Um, I think the Bills are going to bring that cold wind down and make the the Chiefs quiet early on. I mean, as as you both said, I just watched that defense. For the Chiefs just get a 
abused, not abused, but you know, play we we played through it pretty easily. A good offense that's just blown out two teams is gonna just the 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 Texans defense, which as I said, capable, and the Dolphins defense, which is good. Like they are gonna eat the Chiefs defense. I got the Bills by seven. And Joe has got the Bills by 10. Wow. Mahomes is just going to keep it a competition. It was like, you can't keep him out of the game. Uh, Craig, your next and final game is the Dolphins at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so the Dolphins swam into the third defeat in a row last Sunday. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Uh, as they came up short again in a 27-17 to home loss uh, to the Indianapolis Colts. I've got to say, from a personal opinion, the Dolphins this year are probably one of the biggest letdowns of the season so far. I am really looking forward to this team. And they've just, I don't know, injuries and everything else. They're just not where I hoped they would be after last year. Anyway, sad point. Moving on. Jacoby Reset went 20 for 30 and 199 yards and a couple of touchdowns, but was sacked three times for a loss of 31 yards. He also didn't get much support from his running backs as the Dolphins rushed for just 35 yards on 16 carries with no touchdowns. It's not easy to make a case why the Dolphins could beat Tampa Bay, even though Miami's offense is struggling. It could get a few breaks um, against them if they can have some key, because um, um, that Tampa Bay defense already is missing some key defensive players due to injuries such like um, Antoine Winfield Jr. is missing at the moment because of a concussion. And I think JPP is out as well. Um on the other side of that, um, after losing to the Rams in week three, the Bucs, they're back to their winning ways now after winning 19-17 to in Foxborough against the Patriots. Brady didn't throw a single touchdown in that game or a pick, but he did finish with 269 passing yards on 22 for 43 completions, but he led the team on that crucial score and drive that gave the Bucs the lead they needed for good. Um, he can definitely rebound against this Miami team that's a little bit clunky at the moment. They've got so many issues to sort out. I think um, to get back on the right track, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and Chris Godwin could definitely have a field day against this Dolphins defense at the moment. That used to be a lot stronger in the passing game than it is at the moment. Um, and you know, this is a, a this defense made Carson Wentz look look pretty good again. Um, Leonard Fournette must be he must be looking forward to the prospect of mowing down the same sort of stop unit that's let Jonathan Taylor just go off uh, with 103 rushing yards and a touchdown on 16 carries. Um, I've got the Bucks taking this one quite convincingly by 14. Sorry, Dolphins fans. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, we have their first round pick, which I'm very excited to see the Dolphins keep losing. But yeah, um, it's not really going to be too much of a competition here. Bucks by 14 as well. Uh, Joe's also got the Bucks by 10, and I've got the Bucks by 11. Saying that, though, I don't think the Bucks look like the Super Bowl team of last year. They're, they are beatable, so it's yeah, still a lot better than the Dolphins. Gronk, I mean, if you didn't mention this, Gronk's out or at least week to week with cracked ribs. Yeah. I really feel for Brissett because you could, from from what I caught of that game, you could see he's doing everything he can, but there's just nothing to help him. There was no yeah. run game. His receivers are struggling. The defense not is just a little bit all over the place at the moment and isn't really clicking. Like, I, he's he's doing everything he can out there. Fair play to the guy, but it's just, it's he just needs some help. They need to figure things out there. And everyone's like, why is Tua not improving? <laughs> 
Right. Uh, next game is mine. We have the Denver Broncos, who lost their undefeated streak, uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Broncos finally played a good team in the Ravens. Uh, and against a stellar defense, the Broncos lost Bridgewater to a concussion. Uh, he did throw for one touchdown before that, though, and Drew Locke just could not pick up the, the, the baton, so to speak. Uh, he only threw for 113 yards and an interception. Uh, the team went 3-14 and 14 on third downs uh, and allowed five sacks. Um, and he, you can't have, a, have stats like that and expect to be a, a well-coached, good team like the Ravens. Um, the Steelers, on the other hand, lost to the powerful Packers, 27-17. Uh, they've now lost three in a row now, um, but they did put themselves in a position to win this game, I think, in their third quarter. Minka Fitzpatrick returned to field goal for a touchdown. It was so intense, like it was going off. But then uh, I think it was Joe Hayden got called for offside, and you just felt the whoosh go out of everyone, and the Packers then put it away. So... Um, the Steelers have looked very unlike themselves this season, or they are what people expect them to be like Craig was looking at. Uh, but uh, they'll be looking to put a win on the Broncos, uh, who could be without Bridgewater if he doesn't come out of concussion protocol. Uh, if Locke starts against the Steelers, the Steelers' defence will eat him alive. Um, the Broncos' defence, that being, that being said, is very good. Um, they'll put... if And there's also Ben's questionable as well, I've heard, so... If it's, I don't even know who they're back. It's Dwayne Haskins, I think. If you're starting Dwayne Haskins against the Broncos defense, you're probably not going to have a good time. Um, I if Bridgewater starts, I could totally see him winning, but I'm going to make think they're playing it safe against a pretty fearsome defensive line. So I'll have the Steelers winning this one by seven at home. Okay, uh, um, you know what. I'm going to go Broncos on this one. I'm going to go Broncos by three. Joe has gone Steelers by six, and I've also gone Steelers by three. And I'm not going to be that Raiders fan that says, well, it proves that if the Broncos do uh, play a decent team, they lose. Well, they did, so I have said it, I guess. Yeah, losing Teddy's a big loss. From though. Yeah, it is, it is. Okay, Tim, your final game is the Colts at Craig's Ravens. Yep, Monday Night Football. Uh, the Ravens have got their second Monday Night Football game in five weeks. Colts beat Miami 27-17 last week to give them the first win of the season. Went through a pair of touchdowns to Mo Ali Cox and Jonathan Taylor had a great game at 103 yards and a touchdown. Um, Wentz actually had pretty good stats, 24-32, 228 yards on those two touchdowns. Colts won the game without Quinton Nelson, who missed the first game of his NFL career. Uh, the Colts' run defence dramatically improved against the Dolphins. They'd given up 140 yards, 101 yards, 180 yards, but against the Dolphins, they only gave up 35. But that might say more about the Dolphins' run. Um, Ravens beat the previously unbeaten Broncos, as we just said, 23-7. Score flat at the Broncos, who were without Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, like I say... Jackson threw for 316 yards and he ran for an E28, which is quite low for him. But the Ravens actually sat watching Lock and Bridgewater a total of five times. Ravens have outgained the Colts. If you look at head to head, 433.8 yards to 348 by three. So I've got the Ravens by seven. Craig, what's your defensive line looking like? How are you stopping the run 
to be honest, I think I haven't looked at it stats wise. I think we're doing fairly well. Um, it's more, I'd say, in the secondary, we've been, we've definitely missed Peters. Um, I'm going Ravens by ten in this one. Um, I don't know. I think considering the level of competition we've been up against at the moment, we should have an easier go of it at the Colts. I think. I think though, like the one way to stop Lamar's having a, a a very good linebacker, I'd guess someone to track him, and you've got Darius Leonard, who's top three linebacker right now. He's he's quick and fierce. But last week they last week they deliberately shut the Broncos shut down the run game deliberately and forced Lamar to throw, and he did, and we still won. You know, we still got. You know, yeah, we still we still got Sammy Watkins you can throw to. We've got Mark Andrews, who's the second best pack catch and tight end in the league. You've got um what's his face? Um Brown. Brown he's he's been linking up with Brown quite a lot. Yeah, he had a few drops and stuff, but they've been linking up quite well. I've got him on my fancy team, so I know that the the points and stuff are there. You can still definitely throw that deep ball to him like we yeah, can this throw. Is a little shot game though. Baltimore Colts coming back to well, going, well yeah, the whole story is a bit of an old school rivalry, isn't it? Yeah, my hope is that because I know Wentz likes to run a lot, and my hope is is that we're just going to shut that down. Um, our ends are playing quite well. We're quite big in the middle. We do have a big line, um, and then we've got Patrick Queen, who's one of them sort of just coming hard downfield and belting guys. So I'm hoping Queen's going to definitely rack up some tackles in this game, maybe a few sacks. Uh, I'm wanting to go Colts, but I think I need. A, I'm losing right now. I've got to play it. It's good to do it, mate. Lone Wolf it. Yeah, I don't know why I'm trying to convince you. It's just you asked me my opinion. Obviously, I'm going to be biased, aren't I? I, like, yeah, I feel like it's my when, team, isn't it? <laughs> when hero ball, yeah, and I'll take the Colts by three. I dodged this team deliberately because you both picked your own teams, and I thought, fine, I'll pick my own team. And then I thought, no, because the one week I picked those, we lost, and every week that I haven't, we've won. So I'm, I'm dodging them deliberately now. And Joe has the Raiders by the Ravens, sorry, by six. Uh, oh, I've got the same. Already said that. Okay, and final game, another really good matchup, Browns at Chargers. Um, so, yeah, written here, what an exciting game we have. Uh, two young quarterbacks with, I've, I've written bona fide, but the Browns isn't right now. Uh, but uh, and, and they've got good, exciting defences. Herbert's definitely in the MVP conversation right now. Uh, he threw for another 222 yards and um, three touchdowns against the Raiders. Uh, Eckler looked really good, mainly thanks to his offensive line this game. Uh, he had 117 yards on the ground. Uh, defense picked up four sacks and an interception against the, the Raiders. Um, Browns come off a sloppy, sloppy game to the Vikings. Baker was very much carried by Chunt, uh, who collectively went for 169 yards, 100 for Chubb and 69 for Hunt. Nice. Uh, the defense only picked up two sacks, but um, as Tim, you said, Kirk's first interception of the year it was picked off by Greedy Williams. Um, Brown's defense is always going to give someone a lot of grief, and it's not going to be different with Herbert. Um, he's going to need to play well if they want to win this game. I know it's a pretty common thing to say, but he's going to. Miles um, Garrett's been looking really good this season, and he's really going to pester you. Um, Baker, though, has been struggling. He's seemingly having these issues every time with Odell. He just can't make the chemistry with him. And when Jarvis Landry's out, who's that kind of catch-it-all slot receiver, they, they look like they struggle on offense. Um, fortunately, they do rely on the run game a lot, uh, and the Chargers allow you to run a lot on them. They've allowed the fourth most rushing yards this season. Um, 
if Herbert can get in front of the Browns early and put some points on, you're going to force the Browns to move away from the run game. Um, in the second year for the Chargers, Asante Samuel Jr. is putting up a, a defensive rookie of the year performance. He's getting really good plays. Um, Doe and King as well back there. Um, I think they could p- pick up on the Browns' struggling pass offense once they slow the run game down. I'm going to take the Chargers by three here. Uh, who have I got in this one? I have got... Sorry. I have got... I've gone the Browns by two. Surprisingly. I'm not sure why I have, but I've gone Browns by two. Joe has got the Chargers by nine, and I've got the Chargers by two. I'm liking both these teams, right? I, the Browns are a bit unfortunate. They're getting injured a bit, but Chargers are fun and fresh face to watch. Okay, that is all the games for the, oh, we've got our ball predictions though. Oh yeah. I was looking at it before and I was like, when I tell mine, I was like, huh, I'm actually at that game and I'm really, <laughs> I'm like more excited to go to it because I, I hyped the game up in my own head just doing research into it. And like he said, like, that's the game we're going to. I'm like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my I'll, just, I'll start off, bold prediction. I've got over 80 points being scored in the Jets-Falcon game. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that like, could be such a fun game to watch. Uh, I've gone seven and a half plus sacks in Broncos Steelers. Now I'm I'm not going to take credit for that because I saw Tim say. <laughs> I will let him say his first, but it gave me the inspiration for mine. I've gone seven and a half plus sacks in the Raiders Bears. You couldn't get a decent offline offensive line if you combine both sets of offensive lines in that game. So it's going to be a sack fest, I think. And Joe's gone for an offensive one like me. Bills and Chiefs to have over 850 passing yards. Well, it's doable. Yeah, it's doable. Yeah, it's doable. With them two QBs, definitely. But I hope one doesn't get ahead and starts running the ball. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let us know how you think our ball predictions are doing. Let us know how you think uh, the scores are going to go if we've all backed the wrong horse. Um, anything else you want to go over, boys, before we, we sign off? Uh, make sure you check out our social medias. We do post all our stuff up on there and on YouTube. Where can they find them, Craig? Um, so on Twitter and Instagram, we are TAFS underscore UK or TAFS underscore UK. Um, on Facebook or on YouTube, just type in that American football show and we'll pop up. Uh, make sure you check out our friends at Lockdown Lids. Uh, they have good stuff going up if you're looking for raffles for merchandise, uh, autographs and helmets and jerseys and stuff. You see a lot of them behind Craig as he wins 90% of them, it seems. I haven't entered any in quite a while, to be fair. <laughs> Um, please leave us feedback if you want us to talk about anything we're not talking about, if you think there's anything we should be talking about, uh, or if you don't like what we're talking about as well, that's fine. Um, just comment down below or send us a tweet or whatever. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you head over and check out our friends at EP Sports for all your NFL and equipment needs. Uh, anything else before we go, boys? Yeah, if you're in London at the game and you see me or Adam, just come say hello. We'll be wearing the hats. Yeah, I'll have my task here off. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Enjoy the game again. Peace.